0: Welcome to Ramblin' Back Home, a podcast where we explore ancestral remembrance, local lore, and our living connection to what we call home. I'm your host, Naomi Muller. Hi, it's me, Naomi. I have been planning to release my first official episode, however... All of my guests and myself, if I'm being honest, Um, we've just kind of been dealing with a lot in our personal lives, so I've decided to at least record a little update, maybe tell a few stories um, of my own, and have this first episode just be me talking. (laughs) So we'll see how long um, I can record before I'm interrupted. My little one is taking a nap. I am without daycare, and my partner is back at his regular job during the day. And just to be really, you know, honest and personal, I'm struggling with a lot of health issues. And one thing I really wanted from the beginning in this podcast is, you know, authenticity And sincerity, vulnerability in these stories that I share here and that I invite um, other people to share here. And another thing I really, I wanted (laughs) and, you know, I do want is at the end of each episode, I want to share a recipe. Either my guest can share it, um, old family recipes or, or ones that they created for their family. That they use. Um, And (laughs) so I'm looking at my recipe box right now, kind of thinking about what I want to share. One thing that a lot of us have talked about, (laughs) the guests that I've invited and kind of had, you know, discussions with beforehand, we all have in common, especially us (laughs) down south here, Um, I live in Tennessee, and when I get a family recipe, which I got quite a few of them when I got married. That's something I asked for. I wanted recipes, even though my husband is usually who cooks. Um, I noticed that a lot of these recipes have things like Campbell's soup or a store-bought pie crust, and um, I intend to share them exactly as they're written. Um, and I do feel a little conflicted. I don't shame anyone for the kind of food that they eat, what they grew up on. Um, it's just so clear to me how far, how far away we are from our actual ancestral foods. Um, and I'm really interested in reclaiming that, uh, part of my family history, that part of my, um, you know, heritage, I suppose. So I have kind of a complicated ancestry story. I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, And maybe I'll share more about that later. But for now, I just want to mention, um, if you are someone who struggles with disordered eating. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about how I grew up with food um, and the eating habits of us here in the South, a lot of people anyway, um, and also how I'm eating now. So if you're someone who, like me actually, (laughs) struggles with disordered eating, this conversation may be um, difficult to listen to. So um, honor wherever you're at with that today and don't listen if it is too hard or save it for a time that maybe you're able to engage without um without doing any harm to yourself. So <sighs> where to begin? So I grew up here in Middle Tennessee with, you know, grandparents cooking me really tasty fattening foods. Maybe fattening isn't a very good term to use, but, you know, we cooked with lard. Um, I'm a cornbread person. You know, I, I'm also a collard greens person. I, I wasn't only eating starches, right? But I guess, I mean, what my nana always used to say was that, you know, people worked all day. You need biscuits and gravy to, like, stay full. We ate foods that were, like, you know, cheaper so that we could stay going with for less money. Um, and I don't want to ever get in this mindset of you know packaged foods are all bad or you know not having access to lots of fresh foods, foods means you're bad. I just really want to avoid um food shame and food guilt and you know some of the stuff that I, I grew up with and I now see echoed uh, well it's been in diet culture for just as long but so so I grew up with those types of foods you know um, full fat mac and cheese with you know all the good stuff right um, and one recipe this is a recipe I want to share uh, later is the chocolate gravy recipe it goes on um, biscuits So this is what my nana would make when I, you know, on on your birthday, this is what you'd eat, right? It's not like for every day, but sometimes when I tell people about chocolate gravy, they're like, what? Uh, I've never heard of that. You know, it's not like hot chicken or whatever people might associate with our state. This is like, you know, your granny's food. It's, um, you're not going to find it probably in a diner, but anyway, so I grew up eating that, right? Loving that. My whole family loves that. Um it's also just like hard to not like it even if you're not like a chocolate person. It, it just tastes so different than what it sounds like. It's not like chocolate fudge. It's not really like gravy either. It's it's whole th- a whole different thing and it's really special. Um but so my my mother I think particularly after she had me. Um, She had a really hard struggle with her weight, and she never did this intentionally, but I grew up with her um, going back and forth with her weight, and there was a lot of, um, you know, shame and guilt attached to food, and she really did not, I think she was not aware of how this um, might affect anyone else, and She never shamed me about anything I ever ate. I want to be really clear that my mother is a special person, and she's wonderful. She is a great-grandmother as well. Um, I just, this is the truth, right? I grew up with watching her struggle, and the culture here um, that I grew up in as well, you know, some foods were considered shameful or bad or, you know, guilt-free or, you know, being skinny was a really big deal. Being thin is like the goal. But most people here are not that, right? Our eating habits are not that um, by default. And there's so much diet confusion, and I also deal with diet confusion. Okay, so in high school, I struggled with disordered eating, and then, um, well, I really didn't struggle with disordered eating until I had some personal um, tragedies happen um, and had some, you know, traumatic events happen in my life, which had nothing to do with my parents. Um, It was external circumstances. People died. Houses burned down. You know, things were really tough there for a while. And looking back, I think one thing I could control was what I ate or what I did not eat. And I was also in dance and everyone was pretty thin and I had these really big dreams that I think I kind of knew would never happen, but I wanted to do that professionally. I ended up not doing that Um, and I'm grateful, but I still love to dance. But anyway, so I struggled with anorexia mainly and it's really strange to say that out loud because I don't think I ever have. And if you see me now, that might surprise you because I'm fat. Um, and I don't mean that in a, like, self-loathing way. I mean it in a realistic and honest way. Never struggled with being overweight until I had my son about three years ago. Yeah, exactly three years ago. He will be three um, next month in June, right? So <laughs> I felt really bad when he was born and I got I'm now at a weight much larger than when I was even pregnant and there's a lot of shame attached with that there was a lot of um self-loathing that that snuck in you know I've always been pretty pretty confident and pretty much like you know I I had these feelings about my body for a long time But (laughs) they kind of went into, you know, a really severe place when I gained a lot of weight. And I've been struggling with hormone issues ever since. And it's all connected, of course. also got diagnosed with ADHD just this year as a (laughs) 29-year-old. Someone who has really struggled with attention issues my entire life. And, you know, all of these things really came up and around when I was pregnant and gave birth and I had so many, um, you know, a variety of mental health issues that, that tagged on to these, to these problems. So (sighs) I am now really, really trying to work on healing my hormonal issues. My doctors have not been helpful um, it 's a long story, and honestly it 's so it 's so sad because i can 't actually tell you anything positive yet um, i 've been struggling for three years i 've been begging for you know more comprehensive testing for just that long and i 've been sent on wild goose chases to sleep studies and diet changes and so i 'm saying all this to tell you that now. <laughs> I am unable to eat soy, which I've been—I've known I had a sensitivity to for a long time. So I don't eat soy. I've cut out gluten to help with my um, hormone problems and my um, my gut issues, we could say. Um, and I've also cut out sugar and dairy to help try to heal. Um, these issues that I'm still trying to get professional help with and it's so hard to be someone who is around really delicious food I grew up on that to me is such a comfort and also not to just slip into old disordered eating habits of um, well, nothing tastes good, and I can't have cheese, so why even bother eating? Right? Um, that's not a good place to go. But I, mentally, I can go there a little bit. So, I'm drinking a ton of bone broth. I'm drinking a ton of, um, you know, veggie veggie broths. I'm eating a lot of leafy greens, sweet potatoes. I'm also eating meat for now i um, not a big fan of meat personally, and I am really working on just trying to eat enough calories because I don't see much difference in my weight. I'm not actively trying to lose weight. I want to be clear, um, and I'm also not looking for advice. So um, if you feel that urge, please don't. <laughs> I have some next steps and courses of actions, courses of action I, I'm going to explore, but all this comes back to just trying to navigate food. Um, and I know I know people with food insecurity and food um, issues, you know, insecure. F- people who are food insecure right now are suffering through this pandemic. And then those of us with disordered eating are suffering through this pandemic because maybe you're alone um, and left with your own thoughts. Maybe... Um, You're also trying to heal some issues with your diet. And I really don't recommend restrictive diets. Uh, This is just where I have been led because I have tried so many things over these last three years to try to heal um, my chronic exhaustion. So (laughs) uh, I'm not even sure where... I was going to go with this other than, um, maybe just to open this, this door just a little bit and, and say that if you're, if you're struggling and you're still listening, I, I love you. I I feel you. I am you. Okay. Um, I have a, you know, the the baby, right. That I'm talking about my now, no longer a baby. My three-year-old really keeps me, um, on schedule with eating because he has his needs and I'm not gonna you know let him go without without lunch but so I eat when he eats and I you know I have my ways of coping but I really you know I really miss my biscuits and gravy I really miss even just like toast or, or or cheese or you know I've never been a fan of whole milk or just lactose in general like milk exactly but Um, I miss milk right now. (laughs) I miss hot chocolate. You know, I could go on and on. But all of it has really brought me back to, you know, shame, those really early feelings of guilt about what I'm eating, what I'm supposed to be eating, what's actually offered and and normalized in my area. Um, It's just it's so conflicting, you know, so I'm still, I'm eating tons of collard greens. That's my big comfort food. And I really hope to get back to some of my other comforts, um, very soon this year. I've let my family know that I will not be, um, I will not be celebrating Thanksgiving. I will be fasting and, um, hearing that someone, Who's saying they have disordered eating and and yes I do or I have um, and I still do the disordered thoughts are still there but anyway hearing that someone like me is fasting is probably um, a little bit scary so I just want to let you know that I do not fast otherwise I really do um, I work hard to get my calories in and make sure I am as nourished as possible but Thanksgiving is not a holiday It is not something that i personally um can can support and i love having feasts i love visiting with family i love um you know some of the foods that are offered on those um holidays but ethically i can't um i can't celebrate it you know just digging into the history and i am also if you are fluent in astrology i am in my saturn return so I'm now working through, um, you know, setting up some boundaries, right, and saying, "Hey, I'm an adult. Uh, I'm 29. I am a full-fledged adult. I am not a teenager. I'm not a child." In some ways, that makes me want to cry because I do feel like a child inside, in a lot of ways. Um, however, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't celebrate Thanksgiving, and I won't. Um, I'm not going to compromise on that. I'm not telling anybody else in my family or otherwise what they're supposed to be doing on this day, but personally, I believe that I will feel better not celebrating on that day. Um, there are birthdays, even Christmas, and, uh, that's not really a holiday I personally care to celebrate, but I can show up for Christmas, right? I can show up and have that meal, um... You know, I can get down with that holiday and celebration much more than what we call Thanksgiving, right? So, anyway, <laughs> in many ways, I think it sounds like I'm just rebelling against everything that I have ever learned uh, living here and, and growing up here, and maybe I am in some ways, but on the other hand, I'm really just trying to find my way. Um, And I had a friend recently just say to me, Naomi, you know what, this isn't forever. You're not going to have these food issues forever. You're going to be able to reintroduce things to your diet, you know, and that made me feel a lot better because I just can't even tell y'all how many times that I am in my kitchen just shedding tears because I want, um, you know, (laughs) uh, I'm not even going to name the things that I want, right? Um... And then there have been times where I have felt so deprived of those things that I like that I have, you know, eaten my kids' chicken nuggets or whatever that he's refusing that I'm just like, oh my God, dude, I want that so much. So I'm working on nourishing myself as much as possible. And I really would love to create a collection of recipes that are inspired by the beautiful recipes that I grew up with. That I've been gifted, um, and not to just alter them for the sake of health. Okay, I really—I don't know how clear I can be about this, and I really hope that you know, y'all understand that I know my language is not perfect on this subject. I know that I am, for sure, stepping in all kinds of shit when I say these things. Um, But I want to do some recipes that are a little bit easier on my system, not to lose weight. I I personally cannot work on my health in regards to an intentional weight loss because I don't think I can do that in a healthy way personally. Okay. I really just want to be able to eat things and not have intestinal distress or brain fog or horrible sleep problems, which is unfortunately what gluten is doing to me. Um, or maybe it's just the way that, you know, the flour is processed. Maybe it's not the, the gluten itself. I haven't had an allergy test. Um, and, you know, I guess I also just want to open this conversation because, I mean, here it seems like people equate food to love, and I do too. You know, I grew up with that. Um, and it, it can get so complicated. I never want to shame anybody for what they're eating. You know, if you're eating craft um, mac and cheese and that's what feels good to you today, I just totally bow to that, you know? Great. Um, I wish I could. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could. Um, I never want to beat anyone over the head with diet suggestions and, and trust me I am not in a state to give them because I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. So ah, without further ado I'm gonna give you <laughs> my chocolate gravy recipe from my granny. So this is my paternal grandmother. Her name was Pauline and I just I loved this. Um my Nana, so my mom's mom who is still with us, thank the Lord she also made this for me a lot but she told me that she got this recipe from granny so i have this little note card with my nana's handwriting and it says chocolate gravy you just spoon this over any biscuit recipe here we are a drop biscuit family um i know that some of y'all really like your layers but we are a drop biscuit family okay um and i, and I do plan to create a recipe for. For biscuits with uh, a gluten-free flour, I just, you know, I haven't had the energy. So, okay, for real now, <laughs> chocolate gravy. Melt one stick of butter in in a heavy skillet. Okay, <laughs> a whole stick of butter. Okay, mix one cup of sugar and two heaping sti- uh, teaspoons of flour and four teaspoons of cocoa together and add to the melted butter, cook until bubbly, then add one cup of milk, cook until thick, um, and it'll take about 15 minutes. And if too thick, add more milk, y'all, this is what I grew up on. (laughs) Ah, I know that sounds, I mean, some of y'all have probably (laughs) had to pick your, your job off the floor after hearing that recipe, a whole stick of butter, right? But. You don't eat the whole batch on your own it is a very you know rich decadent treat and i hope you make it i want these recipes to live on i want you to you know create your own out of the inspiration that is shared here on this podcast and i really um i would love if you would tag me in any any recipes that you um create, probably not this one, but you know, whatever you may create in the future from the recipe shared here by my guests, I would love to, um, I'd love to check it out. So if you want to connect with me again, please don't give me any diet or health advice. I know I just opened myself up to so much of that. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, sleepy house healing. Um, And you can find me on patreon also sleepy house healing i'll be making a tier, i think just for this podcast just for supporters um if anybody wants to support it it's i don't i don't expect this podcast to reach thousands of people i expect a couple of people to follow and and listen and and thank you (laughs) for being here um so i think i think that's it i'm sure i forgot something but um You know, I I would love to hear any feedback you have that is not diet advice. But if you want to open up this conversation um, about food, especially those of us in the rural south, if you have any um, stories, I would love for you to email them to me. Uh, Share them with me at sleepyhousetarot at gmail.com. Yeah, or any other feedback. Um, so I guess I'm signing off. (laughs) It's been about 25 minutes and, um, stay safe out there. I love you. Bye-bye.